You are listening to the Jabin Chavez Leadership Podcast, a conversation designed to help you find your organizational culture and leadership values. Jabin is a pastor, artist, and highly sought-after speaker who has a long track record of growing departments, ministries, and organizations. We know that this podcast will bring value to you as a leader and to your entire team. Hey, friends, welcome to the podcast. Um, I've got kind of a, a, just a little unique thought that I wanted to share with you that I got yesterday in conversation. I was at lunch with a friend and he said, you know, our backgrounds are very similar, both kind of small town kids. We both don't come from ministry. We don't come from money. Um, we, we didn't inherit what we have, but we've kind of had to build for it, things like that. And he, and he said, but your, your life is, and, and by the way, I, I hope you do come from ministry and come from money. And I hope you do inherit. Cause I, I believe in the generational blessing of God. Amen. So like, uh, I, I didn't come from money. I didn't inherit ministry or, you know, stuff like that, but you're darn right. I'm going to give all that to my daughter. Okay. So I'm, I'm a big fan. His point was, he was saying, how, how did your world get so big? How did you get to where you are now? Uh, in ministry, finance, all, all of these kind of different things, just in your thinking, your, your spirit, where, where did it come from? And I, I, we were at lunch and I went, man, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Let me think about it. I don't want to, I don't want to give you some super spiritual answer. I don't want to I don't want to be too deep, but let me try to, let me try to come up with some thoughts. And so, uh, basically just over lunch, I kind of tried to process with them and here's a few things that I told him and I wanted to just give them to you. Cause I thought, man, this might be, this might be relevant to you. And, and the first was, this is the first thing that came to me. I said, bro, I feel like I broke a lack mentality and what some people might call a spirit of poverty. I, I broke that with generosity. I was able to, to somehow get a, a heart and a mentality and a mindset of generosity. And it, it was never give to get. It was never give. So God will bless you. There was something in me that was like, I believe God is my provider and I'm going to give generously and I'm going to give radically and I'm going to give most importantly, I'm going to give led by the Holy spirit. And if the spirit of God says, give, I'm going to give. And we have literally, um, one time in our life given everything and another time in our life, just about gave everything. I mean, just about, we didn't, um, we didn't sell our, like our cars, you know, and sell our home. Well, we didn't own a home at that time, but I'm telling you, we, we emptied out the accounts and I'm not telling anyone to do that. I'm just saying as the Holy spirit has led me to give, I've given as the Holy Spirit has commanded me to give, I've given. As I felt an unction to give, I've given. And I I know this scripture is true. Proverbs chapter 11. I know this is true. The world of the generous 
it gets larger and larger. I know that's true because my world is so much bigger than I could have ever thought or dreamed or imagined. I have given generously and I, and I had to break that, that poverty mentality of I'll never have enough. I don't have enough. There will never be enough. So like when I talk about give generously, again, I'm not just, I'm not talking about just giving God will bless you, even though I, I believe in that. It was like something in me that went, God's going to be my provider or bust. Okay. Now I'm very wise with my money. I'm very wise with my investments and savings and all the different things I am. I'm, I'm good with money, but the foundation of my finances is generosity. Like if I could say it like this, my, the foundation of my finances is not stewardship um, or wisdom, even though those two things are really awesome and you need them and I have them. But like the foundation, if you, if you cut me, I'm going to bleed generosity. There's just something in me that is able to and wants to and, and now I love it. And now I like, now I crave it. Now I desire it. Now it's, it's all I want to do. It's like, how much can I give and, and survive like that? That's just like how, my, that's just how my mentality is. But it, but it didn't start that way. I, I started giving very afraid. I was giving very concerned. I was giving very worried. Like, is, is, is this going to, and it started with the tithe and now it's gone way, 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 way beyond the tithe. Um, but, but my generosity helped me to live a bigger life, think a bigger way. And, you know, I love what Robert Morris said. He said, every tither has the same testimony. Every tither has the same testimony. Man, we're so blessed. Not we're so rich, not we're millionaires, not we're billionaires, not we're gazillionaires, not we're whatever, but just, man, we're so blessed. It's crazy. It's like we give to God and God somehow sustains and blesses and helps. And there's just something about it. We're so blessed. And the testimony of the non-tither is always the same. We can't afford it. We just can't afford it. And so it's really, it's one of those things. If if you don't tithe, I would encourage you to tithe. If, if And it, I'm not, you know, I don't know if you go to City Light or not. That's not what I'm saying. But um, you you need to learn how to be a giver. It's made my world bigger. I became a giver and it made my world bigger. And I, I'll never forget Chad Veach saying this years ago. I want to say we were in Utica, New York. This is what I want to say. I want to say we were at Utica, New York at the Cervellos Church. And I want to say this is like 2010, 2011. Like I, I, I could have that a little bit wrong, but th- this is what I remember. If I remember correctly, we were in like a hotel ballroom in the cold November of Utica, New York. And, and Chad was doing this thing on leadership. And he, and one of the, one of the points that he made was you need to give an ouch offering every once in a while, you got to give an ouch offering. He was saying an offering that gets your attention an offering that moves you an offering that stretches you an offering that now, now that doesn't mean by faith you give on a credit card that you can't pay. It's not like that. It's, it's something where it's like, man, it's a offering that gets your attention. And I remember hearing that going, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And I'll tell you, as the Holy Spirit has led me to do it, and it's at least once a year, I do something that is like, whoa, 
It gets my attention. It moves my heart. It stretches my faith. It makes me adjust my uh, budget a little bit. It's an ouch offering. You know, this year, it's 2023 as I'm recording this. Um, in 2023, the Holy Spirit spoke to me not to receive personal honorariums when I travel, which is a huge part of my income. And so in 2023, on top of my tithe and on top of my offering that I already give personally, everywhere that I'm preaching in 2023, I'm not receiving anything to my ministry. Everything's going to city light towards the new building. Uh, it's an ouch offering. It, it has affected our ability to buy a home It's uh, that we wanted to buy this year. It's affected some big financial moves we were going to make this year. It's affected a lot of a lot of things that we were going to do this year, we've had to put those on hold in 2023 because of what I'm doing for the kingdom of God. Now, I believe God's going to bless me for it. I believe God's going to supernaturally bless our church for it. I believe God's going to do miracles for me. I mean, I'm just, that's what I believe. If you don't believe it, you don't believe it. That's what I believe. But it's, it's, it's something that I'm doing that's getting my attention. Giving has made my world bigger. Here's another one. I follow the favor. I follow the favor. I think it's Chris Hodges who says, you got to look for the divine flow. There, there, if, if there isn't a divine flow in the relationship, don't, don't try to make something happen. Follow the favor. Chris says the divine flow. I say, follow the favor. Just if there's favor, go down it. If there's an open door, go check it out. If, if there's a closed door, y- you might not want to try to knock it down. Follow the favor. Um, I, let me say a statement that I kind of, I don't like, but I, I kind of agree with, but I kind of don't like. So let me process it. It says, go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. I think that can get really unhealthy really quickly, but I do think there's something about finding your tribe, finding your people, finding your crew, finding your Finding your favor, finding your flow, finding those divine flows in your life. And when there's favor there, there's an open door there. Go through that, pursue that, keep that door open, serve that. I I, I hope I'm helping. You got to follow the favor. I think sometimes people don't like the doors God's opened and they want these other doors. And I've just followed the favor. And I've tried to honor those relationships, build those relationships, pursue those relationships, call on those relationships, love the people in those relationships. And I just follow the favor. And if there's favor, I follow it. And if, and if there isn't, if it's like, man, there just isn't a divine flow here. There isn't a favor here. I don't, I don't resist it. I just don't necessarily try to make something happen that isn't happening. Follow the favor. This has become a big thing for me. And what it's done is it's opened up doors. It's opened up doors. I'll I'll never forget um, 20. Okay. This was October, 2018. I'm at lunch um, because of my friendship with pastor David Hall, who's one of my best friends in the world on our board and just a, a brother, truly a brother to me. My brother, he is my brother. He's more than a friend. Um, David invited me to lunch, and it was he invited me to lunch with him and Pastor Brian Houston. Um, and 
I'm I'm only saying this because it, it it you got to hear this because I'm talking about follow the favor. And we're at lunch, and Pastor Brian goes. We're in we're in Newport. I'll never forget it. Pastor Brian goes. Have you ever preached for me? And I go, well, I, yeah, I've spoken in New York and I've, I've spoken in London and I've, I've spoken in um, South Africa. Such an honor, you know, you know. And he goes, oh, why haven't you preached for me in Sydney? And I go, well, pastor, you, you know, <laughs> you haven't invited me. <laughs> and he goes, well, come this summer. And, and what Hillsong used to do back then is they would do these, um, I want to say they were called six hot weekends, six hot nights, something like that. They would, they would bring in guest speakers for the six weekends leading up to the Hillsong conference to kind of just kind of get everyone excited and pumped for conference. And he comes, come do one of those. And I said, done. I didn't go, yeah, let me think about it. I didn't try to be a big shot. I didn't go, oh, let me check my calendar. I said, done. And he goes, um, he goes, well, do you need to check your calendar? I said, no. He said, well, what if you have a commitment? I said, I'll break it. And he laughed and I followed the favor. You don't, you don't tell Brian Houston, yeah, let me pray about, yeah, let me see if that, let me see if I have that opening. No, I, I'm, I'm, I said, I'll, I'll move heaven and earth done. Tell me that we, that's the weekend you want me there. I'm, I'm there. And I followed the favor. Um, the first time I ever preached at Elevation Church, I'm not trying to name drop. I'm trying to, I'm really trying to teach you a principle. So if, if you feel like I'm name dropping, I don't know, forgive me or or don't listen to the rest of the podcast. Um, the first time I ever preached at Elevation, it was a, I want to say, this is what I want to say. It was a Monday morning or a Tuesday morning. And I want to say it was a Tuesday morning, but I'm not 100% sure. So it could have been a Monday morning. And I got a text from Chunks, who is um, the, the CFO and executive of Elevation Church. And he goes, call me. So I grabbed the phone. I call him and he goes, what are you doing this weekend? I said, nothing. Now I was doing something. I was, I was preaching at my church, right? I go, nothing. He goes, what about, what do you, what do you got this week? I said, I don't got anything this weekend. He goes, well, are you preaching at home? I said, I'll have to. <laughs> Again, he laughs because you, I don't go, yeah, you know, but it's really busy. No, you don't, you, you follow the favor part, part of. Part of favor is that you're favorable, that you have a favorable disposition. Don't be difficult. I could do a whole thing on favor. I probably should. I'm going to do a whole thing on favor because people, you'll, you'll notice this, um, that people who don't have favor, they're always difficult. They're just difficult. Everything's, everything's a chore. So I've never been difficult with people. So he goes, well, can you preach this weekend? I said, of course. He goes, are you sure? I said, I said, of course, it's an honor of a lifetime. Of course done. It's, it's a yes. And it has been my honor now for the 2019, obviously not 2020 and then 21, 22 and 23, I've preached at elevation. And if they ever invite me, it's a yes. It's a, whatever I need to move and whatever we need to make work and whatever, however I can do it. Yes. Done. You follow the favor. You follow the favor. Um, I'm, I'm going to give you one more because I'm, I'm on this. Pastor Andre Olivier, I, I, I was preaching in Seattle last year for 
the great Team Church Conference, which is such a great conference. If you're a pastor, you need to check it out. Team Church Conference in Seattle, Tacoma. For Pastor Kevin Gerald and Andre Olivier was there. Andre pastors one of the great churches in the world and one of the one of the greatest ministries in, in Africa. It's called Rivers Church all over South Africa. And I hadn't seen Pastor Andre in a couple of years. He just kind of lost touch. And and I preached and he, he grabbed me after one of the sessions and he says, would, would you come next year to, to Rivers? I said, done. He goes, well, we don't have a date yet. I said, it's done. He said, well, we get a date. We'll confirm. I said, it's done. I said, I don't know what I have going on, but it's done. And I did. <laughs> it was done. Like, yes, you follow the favor. He's a, he's a general. He's a man of God. He's an apostle. Yeah, I'll check some dates. I'll see if we can make it work. No, done. It, it makes your world bigger. When you follow the, not everyone's inviting me. You know what I mean? Like I get a lot of invites, but when, when an apostle calls, you say, yes, that's, I guess that's the point. Follow the favor. As I'm recording this on Sunday, I'm speaking uh, for pastor Jensen. When, when I got that call, I had a commitment to another friend of mine. And they said, can you do this weekend? Uh, Je- Pastor Jensen, Free Chapel said, can you do this weekend? I immediately reached out to my friend, who's one of my, again, he's a brother. Uh, his name is Pastor Ron Woods, the assembly in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He's, he's one of the most special people in my life. And I said, you're my bro, but he's a father. I said, so will you release me from preaching for you this weekend, that, that weekend coming up? I said, would, would you release me? If it's an absolute, if you tell me no, it's a no. Cause I, cause I'm, I, I want to honor my word, but will you release me? And he said, of course go. He said, you gotta go. And I didn't reach back out to free chapel. Yeah. You know, let me move some things around. You know, no, don't be difficult. I said, of course done. I did the honor and I, and I told pastor Ron, I called him. I said, look, I'm not, I'm not canceling you for a bigger gig. This is, this is a father. This is a general. This is an apostle. This is a man of God that has, that literally changed my life and saved my life. I need to go preach for him, but I need you to release me because I made a commitment to you. Follow the favor in relationships, in friendships, in whatever it may follow the favor. Number three, you got to grow your gift. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you how my world got bigger and how it might make your world bigger. I don't want my world to be bigger, bro. I'm just trying to be faithful. Cool, bro. Like I get it. You're awesome. I'm trying to help somebody. Okay. I'm just trying to help somebody. <laughs> I might be a little too tired to be doing this podcast. I'm being a little honorary. Lord, forgive me. And y'all forgive me too. You got to grow your gift. So you got to give generously. You got to follow the favor. You got to grow your gift. You got to work hard. You got to work hard. You, if you're a preacher, you got to work hard. If you're a real estate agent, you got to work hard. If you're a musician, you got to work hard. You, you got to grow your gift. Your gift is what comes natural to you. But just because like, yes, does LeBron James have a freakish gift? Does he have a freakish athleticism? Yes. Does he have a 
freakish grind? Yes. So you don't just grow your, you don't just be gifted. You got to grow your gift. You got to get better. People tell me that a lot. They go, I've been, I've been following you for years. I've been following you for the last year. I've been following you for the last five years. I've, I've known you since you were a youth pastor, whatever. And they go, we've, I've seen you grow. And you know, there's a lot of people that don't grow. They're good and they never grow. Or they're great and they get worse. You've got to grow your, I am constantly reading, constantly listening, constantly working, constantly fine tuning. I'm still putting in 15 to 20 hours of sermon. I am, I am turning 40 years old. I've been preaching a long time. I am still working. I am still agonizing. I am still praying. The, the, the guys on our team know when I write a song, it is like there is chorus one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, fifteen. before I'm fine and finally happy with a chorus. It is, oh, I, the bridge is done. And two weeks later I go scratch that bridge. It's this bridge. I said that lyric, but I want this lyric. I am telling you, you've got to grow. You got to get better. You got to get better. You got to get better because someone's coming up. Who's going to be better than you, hungrier than you, more refined than you, or has more grit and grind and hustle than you. You've got to grow your gift. I was talking to a friend last night about how long he's preaching. I said, you got to go shorter. You got to go shorter. That's part of growth. What made me a great preacher is when we were doing all these services in this little building and I only had a 30, 30 minutes to preach. You know what? It made me an awesome communicator because I had to figure out how to take this hour and a half of content and go, what can I cut to get it down to 30 minutes? I'm not saying everyone needs to preach 30 minutes. I'm not saying I like preaching 30 minutes, but I am saying it, it, it made me disciplined in my communication. Grow your gift. Fourthly, I'll give you one more, conquer communication. You got to learn how to talk to people. Let's think about those below, those at your level, and those above you. Now, when I say below, no one's below us. You understand what I mean. People who are working for you, people who are maybe serving you, people who are um, employed by you, you you've got to you've got to know how to not talk down to people. Everyone deserves respect. Everyone deserves time. Everyone deserves eye contact. Everyone deserves communicate. You have to conquer that, and you've got to lift people up. Whether it's the barista at Starbucks, whether it's the food server at the restaurant, whether it's the the serve team member at the church, whether it's the 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 person that works for you, whether it's your assistant. You cannot talk down to people. I mean, you can, but you got to give everyone dignity. Two, you got to learn how to be a good friend. You got to get better socially. Got to conquer communication. Some of you are awesome on a microphone. Some of you are awesome in front of a camera, but you are terrible in conversation. You got to conquer that. You got to get better. I can't remember the the author. I want to say his name is Tim Sanders. 
I'm sorry I didn't have this written down, but it's called the likability factor, the L factor, the likability factor. I think it's Tim Sanders, life-changing book. Um, everything John Maxwell's done on communication and, and all that is awesome. But you got to learn how to build friendships. You have to have peers and you got to know how to talk to peers. Joseph didn't know how to talk to his brothers and it almost got him killed. <laughs> Can I say that again for those in the back? Joseph didn't know how to talk to his brothers and it almost got him killed. It wasn't just the dream. It wasn't just the father's coat. Yeah, there was some, there was some tension. It was, he didn't know how to talk to a brother and it almost killed him. Conquer communication. And then you have to learn how to talk to people who are above you, people at, at the next level, people older than you, people wealthier than you, people wiser than you, people, and, and you go, well, how? You ask questions. Interesting people are interested people. Interesting people are interested people. You got to learn to ask questions. I ask questions. I ask questions. I don't, I'm not the expert. I ask questions. Anytime I'm around anyone further along than me, it's question, 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 question. There is a really awesome guy in our city. His name is Ryan Pineda. He's become a friend. He's, he's a very wealthy um, guy. He's been very successful in business. He's got an awesome walk with God and I love his relationship with his family. I just, I love him. He's, he's, he's a friend. He's younger than me. He's a friend and, and he's, he's incredibly wealthy. And he said, Hey, I'd love to go golfing with you. And the first time we ever went golfing, we were on that golf course for four hours and that man did not stop asking questions. By the way, he's a he's a he's a freak athlete. So he's a he, he picked up golf like a day ago, and he's unreal. He's an awesome golfer. But that's just that's just Ryan because he's obsessed, and it's what makes him it's what makes him so so great. But but here here's what shook me for four hours. He just talked. And it's like he tapped into my genius. He didn't ask one question about my golf game, right? Because I, I, that's a mess. <laughs> For four hours, he, what's your prayer life like? Well, what, how do you read the Bible? Well, how do you how do you come up with a sermon? Well, how, how did you know you were called to ministry? I, just question, question. For four hours, this guy is a high achiever. This guy is a, an expert in his own right. And yet he's a student because interested, interesting people are interested and masters are students. And I, I drove off the golf course that day and I went, oh, that's why he is who he is. Oh, that's why, okay, that's why he's successful. Because he's a student. He's, a, he's an expert, but he stayed a student. He's the, he's the top of his field, but he stayed a student. I mean, if you think you know everything, you're in rubble. 
you've got to conquer communication. You got to conquer communication. Let me say one more. Um, I'm going to do another conquer one because now I'm in the flow with all these different little, <laughs> little rhymes. You're get, you have to conquer complaining. Let me just end with that. You have to conquer complaining. Uh, you can only go as far as your level of positivity. You can only go as far as your level of positivity. Complain about your church, it won't grow. Complain about your city, you'll never be happy. Complain about your spouse, you'll commit adultery. I'm telling you, you can only go as far as your positivity. You've got to stay positive and you've got to conquer complaining. The children of Israel did not go to the promised land, the big land, the wealthy place, the land flowing with milk and honey, the land of abundance, the land of more than enough. Why? Because they complained their way out of it. And they died in the wilderness complaining every day. You got to conquer complaining. You'll never be big in life. I'm talking about big spirited. I'm talking about a big mind. I'm talking about a big attitude. I'm talking about a big way of thinking. You'll never grow into that complaining, griping. You must conquer complaining. You can throw a fit every once in a while. You can vent to a friend every once in a while. But if, if you've got a negative spirit, you will confine yourself to your wilderness. You cannot complain your way into the promised land. Oh my God, this is powerful. I got I to gotta stop. I've been going 30 minutes. But let me just say that word. You can't complain your way into the promised land. You can't complain your way into destiny. You can't complain your way into a better marriage. You can't complain your, your way into a better church culture. You can't complain your way into a better organizational culture. You can't complain your way into more money. Conquer complaining. I come from a small town, small thinking, small church, small mentality. And I, and I had to grow bigger than what I knew in order to step into what God had for me. And it can happen for you. It can happen for you in Jesus' name. I love you guys. Thanks for letting me rant a little bit. Hope you have an amazing week, an amazing day. If you need anything from me, reach out. Hit, give, me a, give me a DM on, on Insta or whatever. If there's anything we can do to serve you, we're here for you. If, you if, if today was a blessing, would you like it? Would you share it? Would you comment? Would you post it to your Instagram story, whatever you're doing? Let people uh, know about this podcast. Love you guys so much.